Hello, and welcome to the Latter-day Ladies podcast. I am your host and your friend, Jenny Moss. I'm very excited about this episode because I got to interview someone who is absolutely as she seems online. She is just sunshine. Her name is Haley Clark. She's a wife, a mom, an entrepreneur, and a convert to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Haley grew up in Washington State, where she learned about the LDS Church through her friends in her teens, and a few years later, she moved to Utah, where she was baptized at age 18. After pursuing a career as a professional dancer and living in Los Angeles for a few years, she moved back to Utah and met her husband, B, on Tinder. They were sealed six months later in the Draper Utah Temple, and they now have three kids, ages seven, six, and four and a half, that she homeschools. Having three kids in two and a half years was a big challenge that became a huge inspiration for Haley's swimsuit collection that she created. As a young mom of very small and active kids, hmm, that sounds familiar, (laughs) she was always looking for supportive and functional outfits that she could wear in and out of the pool, While giving her coverage, she wanted to be around her kids in style, and she could not find this in any other swimsuit. After years of designing and a lot of miracles, Haley launched her company, Honeymark, in the spring of 2021. As soon as Honeymark launched, it caught on like wildfire and has since helped tens of thousands of women find the perfect swimsuit that hits the sweet spot of cute and comfortable coverage. Haley's husband is also an entrepreneur, owning and running multiple restaurant concepts, and together they live in Utah County with a few backyard chickens, two ducks, and one bunny. Haley attends the temple every week and has a very strong testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ that she shares on social media in small videos and stories. Haley is so darling, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear the spirit that she carries with all of the different understanding of doctrine and the love of God that she carries with her. It is incredibly special to be able to witness that type of faith within a person. So here is the first installment of our interview with Haley Clark. Haley, we are going to begin. You are absolutely adorable. I fell in love with you. I saw one of your reels and I was like, who is this person and why are we not friends? And I have, I have the feeling, yeah, the garment video. And I have the feeling that everyone feels that way. So nice. Because you can see, um, and, and I know that our listeners know this, you can see when someone is connected to the savior, you can see Mm -hmm. it through their face. You can see it through their eyes. And I saw that and I was like, this is my friend. We are friends. Oh, you're so sweet. It's, it was like, it's a weird, no, I, I get that. I'm like, there's a, there's a thing right now. And I honestly think it's a time when the world is getting further and further away. Like the divide is just getting bigger between people who are believers of Christ and people who are believers in the world. That, that's kind of what they rely on. And so I agree. Like I see people too. And I'm like, you and I, like we have this thing it's a really interesting like you can kind of just tell with people lately. And yeah. I, I felt the same way about you. So I just, I oh, just love you. Thank you. Would you mind sharing like a bit of your conversion story and share with us like what that looked like for you? Yeah. So a lot of people don't know that I, 
am a convert, which is really interesting because I'm like, I think I'm different than everyone in Utah. Um, but it's something very special to me, near and dear to my heart. Um, I started learning about the church when I was 13 by some friends. I really just noticed that they, mostly honestly from their appearance, I noticed that they dressed differently than I had really seen before. And not that they were, um, you know, like Amish with like bonnets and things like that, but just, <laughs> you know, different enough that I was like, hey, I mean, really it was my friends at dance who would wear a leotard and then they would wear like a high neck short sleeve shirt over their leotard and full length jazz pants. And I was like, what are you doing? Because I grew up going to like competitive dance competitions, you know, and they were, it was, everything was short shorts and tank tops and that's what you wore. And, and so it was fascinating for me to kind of, kind of come into this world that I was like, this is, and this wasn't even in Utah. This was in Washington state. And I, I just was a little like interested. I, I really was, I wasn't confused. I was just like, what is going on? And I realized that my friends were part of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I grew up going to an Episcopalian church and I actually went to like a non-denominational Christian church with um, one of my friends also growing up, just kind of in my formative years of like elementary and junior high. And then um, moving over to the other side of Washington and meeting these friends, it was very, very timely. I went to girls camp right before I turned 15 and, and learned about Joseph Smith's whole story, which I was so, again, fascinated by because I was like, well, I'm 14 and I want to know the truth. And he was 14 and he wanted to know the truth. So I was like, this is kind of a cool connection. It was it was a very interesting time. Um, look at that. And I had told my mom, like, I want to join the church. And she was like, I don't I just don't think so. My parents were really hesitant and which is OK. I'm actually really grateful for that. I have no resentment for any of that extra time that it gave me to build my testimony. Because I, I think some people are like, well, why do you have to wait? You know, why would you have to do that? And I'm like, no, no, I loved those five years. So from the time that I started learning about the gospel and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints until I got baptized with five years, I was baptized two days after my 18th birthday. And again, I would never take away those experiences in between because they taught me so much and they helped me build my testimony so much more um when I was 16 we moved from Washington to Utah which is so funny just the you know the way the Lord works I think he was like well if you're not going to join the church up there I'll just put you down here and <laughs> give you a nice little spot um and I ended up again just had like really really great friends who helped me and brought me to church with them and um it just was a lot of really really amazing experiences and I think we're going to talk about the temple. I saw you had another question for me. Ask me that question because this goes along with it. Okay. So how did the temple help you grow your testimony? So when, before I was baptized, when I was 17, one of my friends asked me if I wanted to go through the Draper Temple open house. And so I was able to go inside of a temple. I have chills. <laughs> so this, it's my favorite story. Um, so I was able to go into a temple before I was even baptized. And when I walked through that temple, it was like my whole body knew that this was true, that like, this was it. This was the thing that I had been looking for, maybe without even realizing it. Um, and at this point, again, I had friends who had like read scriptures with me and given me their scriptures to read and taken me to church. And it was it really was being in that temple, being in that house, 
and sitting in the ceiling room, sitting in the celestial room, like being in there really, really changed me. Like I was like, this is where I want to be. You, I could, I could feel it. I was going to say you could feel it. I'm sure you could, but like, if you, if like, if you were in there with me, you would have felt it. Like it really was one of those moments that I will never, ever forget. Um, Definitely pivotal. And, and that temple is like definitely my temple. So I went there during the open house and then six months after I got baptized in the dead of winter, um, I went for the very first time to do baptisms for the dead by myself. I just kind of not knowing I just was in college and I was just like, one day I'm going to, I'm just going to go to the temple. And I walked in and nobody else was there. It was like, it must've been nighttime. I mean, it could have been four o'clock cause it was winter and it's dark here. Um, but I walked in and the temple workers were like, Oh, you know, hi. And I'm just like, hi, this is my first time. And all of the, it was like the air left the room and they all just treated me like a queen. I know not everybody has th- these experiences in the temple and I, my heart reaches out to them. I have never had a bad experience in the temple. I have only had incredible experiences. And that is such a blessing for me. And it, it might be a mindset and it might be something else. I'm not really sure. Again, I don't want, if, if you're having a weird experience, whoever's listening, I don't want you to feel like I must be doing something wrong because you're totally not at all. I just know for me, anytime I've walked into the house of the Lord, it is something that changes me. Like something inside of me just is really influenced and makes me want to be a better person and makes me want to be even closer to God so I can have those feelings all the time. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, that's the same temple that I uh, received my endowment in my and it, that was an incredible experience. Um, and then I got married in that same temple and sealed. So oh. we were sealed together. So that, that temple is like really is my temple. And yes. so it was yes, one of the most like it's part of my conversion story. So I wanted to share those two together. But the temple really has played a, such a pivotal role just throughout my time before I was a member. And even, I mean, obviously after it's something like a place that I would go to whenever I was looking for peace, whenever I was confused about something. Um, even if I just sat outside, I used to just sit outside and stare at it and just cry. Like whatever temple <laughs> I'm, we're, I'm in Utah. So it's really lucky to just be able to go around and drive 20 minutes and the temples right there. And you can drive another 20 minutes and there's another one, you know? Um, and it, but it's, it's such a blessing to be able to just go. And it's a place where I absolutely feel the spirit. Like it just is so close to heaven and it's somewhere that I always want to be, honestly. I love that. And I, I echo that as well. I remember as a youth, I really struggled with a lot of, um, self-esteem issues. Like it was almost like embedded in like elements of my soul. And I remember going to the temple and feeling like the Lord was lifting my view of who I was. Oh, I love that. It was like he he was trying to expand how I viewed myself. Absolutely. And it, it's just, it's very powerful to be able to have a place that we can go and connect with um, like our eternal destiny. You know, yes. it's just, it's just incredibly powerful that we have that access here. Absolutely. I, I read in a book one time that if you are like a visual person like me and you kind of see heaven on one side and you see earth on the other and in between those two is kind of like a, a pit that's kind of this never ending pit for, <laughs> for whatever reason. I'm like, why are we talking like this? But that the temple is the bridge between those mm-hmm. two. 
And to be able to come inside and just feel like, you know, that like whatever is right beyond that is just so heavenly and so incredible. And it's your mindset just changes. And the more you're there, you really just feel different. You're, you know, the worries of the world don't matter as much because you've been in this space that just, it really is, it changes you. It, It reminds you of your true potential. Totally. And I, a lot of the questions that we received from you guys centered around, I think, like discomfort that people have felt yeah. in the temple. Like, and, and I, that is completely valid. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think anybody has ever walked into the temple and said, all of this, every piece of this makes so much sense. Totally. To me. I, I would, I would say that is absolutely never something that's happened. Anthony Sweat actually has a really great, I don't think it's a talk, but he has a, or maybe it was a talk at somewhere, but I saw a quote from one of his talks maybe. Um, but he basically says like, it's going to feel uncomfortable at first, right? Like you, you're told to wear something different and, and be different and, and do these different things and say these different, like, things that you haven't done before. But it's kind of like when you're going to school, he doesn't say this part, I'm adding this. But it's like when you go to a new school, right? Like you're, or maybe you're like in a new grade, right? Like you're doing something new. It's going to feel uncomfortable and unfamiliar mm-hmm. at first. Like maybe parts of it are familiar because you're like, oh yeah, like that sounds right. It feels good. But then there's certain things that you're like, oh, that just is like kind of uncomfy. And yet when the school year ends, you're like, oh, I know how to do all of those things. Because you went and you practiced and you did, like you trusted in your teachers, you trusted in your guides, and you said, I'm not going to give up on this just because it felt weird at the beginning. You kept going, you kept trying. It's hard and it takes practice. And that's why we've been asked to go more, I think. I have this analogy in my head, especially during summertime, I was at pools a lot. And I had this whole analogy about how like, if somebody is scared of the water, but like the water is totally safe, right? Like if I'm in the water, it's it's warm and it's comfortable and there's a lifeguard there and the lifeguard is ready to help whenever we need help. But like, but the water is totally fine. But if you're afraid of the water, you, like the worst thing you could do is go further away from it. The best thing you can do is to go into the water and like dive in and like study more, study what is water, right? Like, I mean, at this point we're talking about the temple, right? Like what are the ordinances? What am I learning? What am I supposed to be doing in there? How does this feel? And is this safe? And what are the fruits of it? And right, like, instead of go pulling yourself away from it, because it's uncomfortable, and because it seems a little bit scary, I would recommend like diving in more. And and that might not always mean going more, especially if you don't have access, but studying more, understanding why it's so important, because it is foreign especially in our world times, right? Like it's so different than what a lot of other people are doing. And uh, until you look at other religions too, that, you know, go to mosques and things like that. Um, so it's, it's something that I would just recommend, like go again. I tell, I've had a, like several people ask me, um, like, they'll message me and say, I'm going through the temple for the first time. You know, what's your advice? And I always say, go again. Mm-hmm. Go the first time with a very open mind and know that you're not going to know or remember everything. It's it's going to be a blur. It's going to be a lot of information. The best thing you can do is go again. Just already make a plan in your head to go again because you like 
it kind of is hard. I don't know if you feel this way, but it was for me, I went the first time before I got married and then it was like, we got married and we did it, you know? And then I was like, Oh, should I go again? Like, yeah, we should go again, you know? And at the time it was just like, we were just a newlywed bliss. I just, that wasn't really a priority for whatever right. reason. And I am like mad at myself now. Cause I'm like, man, newlywed bliss. Like we should have been going every week. <laughs> like we should have gone twice a week. We had so much time. Um, and I, I just wish I would have gone to understand more, but also I know that the spirit will help everyone learn line upon line. And like, as much as you need to learn, you'll learn that time. And if it's too much, I am a firm believer that the spirit will be like, nope, not this time. Like, I really am. I, it's happened to me before where I've asked for something. Spirit's like, nope, not this is not. And I'm like, okay, okay, that's fine. Like, I just got to back off. Um, I just, yeah, there's, there's something about going and going again with an, like, intentionally with an open heart, like, willing to learn. Yes. I, I love that. And I totally, um, I did a podcast on this last year because on, on having anxiety in the temple or anxiety while you pray. And, um, I think one of the main tactics that Satan uses is he tries to fill space of quiet because quiet is like that time that we can connect with the divine. That's the time where the Lord can come in and talk to us. And so Satan will be like, Hey, you should be, you should be stressed about uh, what you're going to make for dinner tonight. And I'm like, shut up, Satan. (laughs) Be quiet. Leave me not alone. today, Satan. <laughs> not today. Yeah. I, but I actually had my first real panic attack in the temple. And I realized it was because I was in the MTC. All these things are new. It was a very new experience. It was really hard to be away from my family. I didn't anticipate how hard it was going to be. Yeah. And I, the first time I sat and wasn't talking to someone or wasn't learning or wasn't doing something like with my body and space was sitting in the temple. And so that panic came and I, I re- at the time I didn't know what was happening, but I later was reflecting on that. And I was like, Lord, is, th- are you trying to tell me something? And, um, basically he taught me over time that I needed to prepare myself to have space for the Lord to fill. Ooh. Like I couldn't, I couldn't walk in and just have the expectation that he's just going to fill me up. Like I needed to prepare that for him and I needed to um, be in a place with my mind, my body and my spirit for him to teach me. Yes. And so every time I went to the temple after that, I was like, okay, I, I would quiet my mind for the drive that we have. I like, we would drive with missionaries to go up to the temple. And I was always really quiet on those drives because I wanted to like prepare myself, you know? So I love, I'm so grateful that we got those questions about anxiety yeah. and about being stressed about the temple, because I think that that's a very normal reaction Yes, and, yeah. it, and it's something that we can do something about. Yeah. I think the temple, especially right now feels very, very important. I mean, it, it is very important. It's also just very special and very sacred. And it should be this thing that we're like excited about. And I think mm-hmm. like, a lot of people are still like nervous and maybe they're nervous about messing it up or nervous about right all these other thoughts that they have. And, I, you know, I'm just like, I understand that it can be overwhelming for a lot of people. It's a very valid emotion to have is overwhelm and, uh, you know, misunderstanding and confusion and 
maybe even disappointment, right? The, the thought that you mm -hmm. had probably, especially as a missionary, you're like, well, I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing. I'm serving the Lord. Yeah. This is, this should be my place to be in. But I've had, I mean, numerous friends with different accounts of, of almost the same situation where they just were like, I, it was something that I didn't realize what was going on inside of me and I couldn't help it. And it's so hard because you think, well, this is supposed to be a place of peace. But I love that you said I needed to make space for the Lord to be able to fill me. And I also wonder if, and maybe this is like, maybe this is the wrong thing to say, but if it's almost a trial of faith and understanding that like you need to go again, like, because that it's Satan is really trying to stop people from being in yes. there, from receiving your ordinances, from, you know, be, I mean, being there, the power and the blessings that come just from the, I mean, baptism and confirmation, but then also just the initiatory alone. I'm like, I wish I could read the blessing of the initiatory to everybody that I knew. Cause I'm like, you would want to be there. You would want what they bless you with. If you could like understand and hear it and like, really take it all in but I also understand how Satan and the, the adversary can just twist it and just say you know this this isn't right or this isn't for you or this isn't really that important or maybe it's so important and you're not good enough for it you're not worthy for it. I 1000% could see that like and I I do think one of the best things we can do is like you said kind of quiet ourselves I have done a couple different things. And um, I think this is one of the questions was like, what do you do to prepare? Mm -hmm. And I think I, like I said, I do a few different things where sometimes I will write down a bunch of stuff. If I have so much in my brain, I do a brain dump, usually in my phone. And my totally. notes are full of like brain dumps where I'll, so I'll write down stuff like about work, about what I'm thinking, like stuff that isn't really spiritual, or maybe even it, it is spiritual stuff that I just need to kind of get off my chest. And I write it all down. And then I try to go in with an intention, maybe just thinking of a word, like what word is going to stand out to me today? Because for me, it's different every time, which I, before the lockdowns, I never like thought that way. I kind of just went to go to like feel the spirit. And now I, something changed in me since the temples were all shut down and we couldn't go. And I wanted to go so bad. I was like, I'm going to go with the intention to learn. The first couple of times I was like, I just want to memorize everything that I had never had memorized before because I wanted to have those with me. The next time I went, it was like, wow, that stuck out to me the last time. I wonder what will stick out to me this time. And then I would like lean into that because I'm like, obviously the spirit needs me to hear something. So I'm going to lean into this. So there's, there's something about preparing, even just like not necessarily preparing, like, I'm just going to listen to worship music on my way there. You know, like, that is wonderful. I'm not saying don't do that. But I'm saying prepare yourself for when you're there. Also, like, what is it that I want to learn? What is my intention mm. of being here? Is it because I brought a family name? and I just want to enjoy my family member having these blessings and having these covenants like being made. That's awesome. That's amazing. Like, if that's your reason, go with that reason. If you are, you have a question that needs to be answered, I hope you get that answer. If you are just going to learn and be edified, then I like would sincerely just think about why you want to go. And, and sometimes you may not have a reason. Sometimes you're like, I just need to get out of this world because it is a yucky world out there. And I want to yeah. be in a place of peace. And that is a great reason to go to like, go for all the reasons, like go for any reason you can find and then sit in that reason. And, and I would even recommend like, just sit and wait. Like, take your time. 
be there. And like, like you said, wait for the Lord to fill you, wait for the spirit Mm. to come to you in those quiet moments. And if you start to feel like your mind is wandering and, and you're, you know, just going places, just, I would wait, like, just wait. And, and maybe even ask the Lord to rid your brain of those things so you can like think clearly and, and understand what it is that he wants you to know and and what you're supposed to be learning that day. I love that so much. And um, God is a God of order and he's very specific in the yes. way that he does things. He's specific in the way he performs. He wants us to perform ordinances. He's specific with the words that he chooses to say, um, to teach us. And it makes sense that if we are mindful and are like receiving his will, and we are looking for specifics, that he will be able to speak to us so clearly in that way. Mm. That like totally resonates with me. Because I, I found that to be really true, having that specific mindset. Thank you for listening to the first half of my conversation with Haley Clark. Um, If you would like to check her out online, her website is honeymark.co. That's honeymark.co. And if you want to find her on Instagram, she's at the Haley and Haley is spelled H-A-Y-L-E-Y Clark. If you don't follow her already, I promise you it will be your favorite account to watch. Everything she shares just feels like it comes at the exact right time for me. So I'm excited for you to be able to join along in that conversation. As always, thank you so much for being here. You are loved, you are seen, and you are known by the Savior Jesus Christ. Have an amazing week and a good Thanksgiving. Talk to you next time. Bye.